Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougars make another bracket. In college football, did they receive a fair and proper seating? At least they got in. How does $1 billion sound? Good. That's what the America just got from ESPN. Does that make you want to rejoin a group of five conference? Plus, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, BYU guard Brenna Chase ready to shoot, and the tournament of BYU things. Are the parking police a bracket buster? (laughs) Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. How's it? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, March 20th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Studio B court jester, Jerem Jordan. What? Make me laugh, Jerem. No. <laughs> I'm more of a reactor than a creator. But I am excited about the uh, next next slew of first four games, by the way. Fairleigh Dixon, uh, Dickinson won 82-76 over Prairie View a Straight out we of Teaneck, New Jersey. We both had that. Fairleigh Dickinson, the Knights. Um, and then uh, rarely does the Temple lose, but they lost by 11 to your Belmont whatevers. The Bruins. The Bruins of uh, not UCLA. So tonight, North Carolina Central. uh, There's every direction in North Carolina has a school, apparently, including Central. And North Dakota State, who you got? I've got hard to go against the Bison of North Dakota State. They go by Bison. Sorry, the Bison. Yeah, which is kind of weird, but that's what they say. So it's Boise. Not Boise, but yeah. in North Dakota, it's, it's bison, bison, not bison. Well, now, this the, doesn't make any sense to me at all. Thank right? you, Dave. Uh, the bison lost by 42 at Gonzaga. That was kind of close to the margin BYU lost to uh, by as well. I hope yeah. that they play a good game against North Carolina Central, right? Um, and then St. John's Arizona State, what do you think? I like St. John's. I'm not buying Arizona State at all. I like St. John's because I like Chris Mullen. Uh-huh. And Mitch Richmond is one of his assistants. Oh, let's so go, So it's basically man. the Golden yeah. State Warriors between 88 and 91. Okay, rewind a little bit. North Dakota State loses to Gonzaga by 42 in yeah. Spokane. Yeah. You're telling me the Bison, yeah, the Bison were closer than St. Mary's was in Spokane. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. The one that matters, though, got St. Mary's into the tournament. Two-bid league, and guess what? BYU gets like six figures from that. Each unit's worth like $1.7 million or something, but but Gonzaga negotiated to get more of it. We don't know how much more of it. Oh, they, Saint, well, they, they bet, deserve it. Well, St. Mary's gets more of it too now. <laughs> Gonzaga gonna, deserves it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> All hail Gonzaga. Here's your Wednesday show lineup. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, with us in 15 minutes. We'll ask him what makes BYU's women's basketball team a force to be reckoned with in the tournament What's the secret for them to make an epic run maybe back to the Sweet 16? Whoa. First of all, you got to beat Auburn, right? <laughs> How do they match up and with the Tigers? Sanford, that's a big challenge. BYU men's basketball did not make the tournament. Did you know what? that? Did you know that? Yeah, I know. Okay. So we've known that for a long time. However, we have compensated by making a tournament about all things BYU. Yes. The tournament of BYU things, we're calling it. You're not going to want to miss that. No. 30 minutes. Do not miss it. (laughs) Do not miss that. And Brenna Chase, star guard for BYU women's basketball, fresh off a seven three-pointer performance in the WCC tournament title against Gonzaga, is in Studio B. What's the one thing she feels BYU needs to do to move along in the tournament bracket? Loaded show today. Bring on the BYU Sports Nation headlines. Oh, there's BYU football, too. In week three of spring practice, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes 
searching for that running back depth. How do you feel about Kavika Fanua? Kavika, who's, you know, coming off of a pretty nasty injury a year ago, but I was really impressed with him yesterday. He ran very aggressively in some of our first live work, and you never really know how somebody's going to look again when when the bullets start flying and it's live, but he actually looked better. boy Kavika, the Cougars will hold an open practice, not a game, a practice on Saturday at BYU's West Campus Field, formerly Provo High School. Even if they play a game, it's technically a practice anyway. For BYU. Touche. Yeah, practice 10 tomorrow. BYU baseball won its eighth straight game against Utah Valley last night. The Cougars beat the Wolverines 14-13 in 10 innings. What a game. Jaron Hall had the game-winning hit, driving in Brock Hale for the go-ahead run. Hale and Brian Call combined for nine RBIs. Cougars host Portland Thursday through Saturday. Our BYU TV debut with the baseball team will be Saturday at 3 Eastern. The legend of Jaron Hall has begun. Freshman Davide Gardini of BYU Men's Volleyball named MPSF Offensive Player of the Week. After two matches, Gardini totaled 37 kills, 16 digs, 7 blocks. Sophomore Felipe Gibrito Fajeda was named Defensive Player of the Week in the two matches. He had 16 total blocks, including career-high 13 against Pepperdine. High five. Nailed it, dude. And Jeffrey Sue was named WCC Singles Player of the Week for the second straight week in tennis. Sue won both of his matches last week and is a big part of BYU's 14-2 record this year. All rise and shout. It is time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The brackets are out for BYU football? The Cougars receive an 11 seed, Jerem, and this is all based on ESPN's preseason football power index, which has BYU at number 44 overall out of 130 Division I teams, offensive rank of 50, defensive rank of 43, and the special teams at a very nice number 32. An overall 11 seed, Jerem, is that... Too high, too low, or just right for BYU football? I have no idea, but I, <laughs> I think this is fun. It's uh, March, it's brackets, it's college basketball, right? So football uh, football power index, 11 seed. Sure, an 11 seed typically is kind of a dangerous one, right? You beat the 6, now you're playing the 3 or the 14, right? That's a fun spot. I don't know where BYU fits. Um, today's my Zach Wilson mention. There it is. Uh, I'm going to mention his name every day until football season. And then Check. the football season every day. Because BYU returns a starting quarterback uh, that is on the up and up, uh, BYU fans, media, everybody feels uh, you know hopeful that this will be an improved team from a seven and six season, perhaps by a game. If it's two games, great. If it's three, okay, now we're talking uh, craziness here. I like the number eleven seed for a couple of superstitious reasons. One, it's my favorite number. Oh, and number two, Zach Wilson wore number eleven last season. Now he's numero. Uno, Uno, is he not? Oh, oh, snap. What does that mean oh, for the approaching oh, season, <laughs> I think it's a fair seed. And honestly, if you told me BYU will be the 44th best team in football power index at the end of the season, I would That's think, pretty, yeah, hey, I'll BYU probably is going to win eight games, maybe nine. Yeah. So probably eight. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I, I think that is a... That's a good sign. That shows marked improvement if BYU finishes at number 44. Uh, how many wins that will equate to, we wait and see. But if BYU is going to win eight games, 
you, you have to think they got to win at least at least one of the first four, right? Yeah, you might need two. Let's talk about last year, by the way. So I went back and looked up what the FPI and Sagarin ratings were for the final seven games and revealed today's stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU went four and three under Zach Wilson in those final seven, and BYU did not beat a team ranked higher than ninety sixth in FPI or Sagarin in the final seven games. So you Hawaii, share great news. Yeah. So Hawaii, UMass, New Mexico State, and Western Michigan; those were games BYU probably should win, right? None were higher than ninety six. In fact, in fact, three were one hundred six or above. The losses were Northern Illinois eighty three or eighty four. That was a game where BYU scored two field goals. Ugh. Probably a game you need to get at home, right? Right. Our standards have lowered, but they haven't lowered that much. And then Boise State and Utah, those are not games that you should win on the road necessarily, right? Yeah, BYU's but in position to win both. BYU was in position to win both. Boise State 29 in both, uh, FPI and Sagarin, Utah 20 and 23. Moral victory. We are putting a lot of stock into Zach Wilson because of the way he played in two losses. Not necessarily Western Michigan, although that second half was literally, and the game for him, was literally perfect in terms of completions. The way that he made BYU go and the offense was in position to win the game. Boise State, you make a play, you win. Utah, you don't pull your uh, foot off the pedal, you win, right? Uh, Some injuries played into that, certainly. Maybe BYU had won nine games and they win a bunch of close ones. Here's and you feel differently. Here's the thing though: you don't always you don't win every close game, like every one score game. Okay, all three of those losses were by one score. BYU was in them. BYU's coming off four and nine. We're all kind of uh, mortalized or, or just we're all afraid and kind of scared, mortified by that. So seven wins goes okay, and we we're right there. Okay, moral victories. We're taking a couple. Move on. Win eight or nine, and then we go. Utah hurts because Zach Wilson did enough to win that game. The BYU offense, I feel like, did enough to you're win the that defense game. Defense need to make another stop or two. Yes, but when you're out Corbin Kafusi and out Isaiah Kafusi and yeah. dealing with some youngins in the second half against uh, an experienced offensive coordinator and a good Utah team, then bad things can happen. But I feel like he did enough to win that game, which is why, even though it was a loss, it was like. No, he did enough. 27 points. On the You'd road. hope on, on the road against Utah would be enough to win. It was a good football yeah. team and a good defense. Yesterday, Sports Business uh, Daily reported the American Athletic Conference agreed to a $1 billion media rights deal with ESPN over 12 years. The average of 83 million years, about four times what the league was making previously with ESPN. It begins next year. Spencer, does this type of TV deal make you more hungry to join a Group 5 conference? Well, it helps the conversation for sure, but it doesn't make me want to join a group of five conference right now because how is that money spread out and how much does it really make a difference for all of the teams in the American Athletic Conference when it goes to all of the sports and what share does the school take compared to the actual athletic department? The key is still to get Power 5 money by getting into a Power 5 conference. However, if BYU was granted the access and rights they currently have in independence while being in a group of five conference that enjoys this type of stipend, then it becomes a very interesting conversation. If BYU had the rebroadcast rights they wanted and a deal with ESPN like they have in place where they can get a little extra side coin a la Boise State right now in the Mountain West, then, then it's a totally different conversation. And I say, sure, why not? If you can enjoy access and exposure, which is why BYU went independent and be in a group of five conference, now we're talking. But just money alone right now is not enough to do it for me. Uh, and it goes to the whole athletic department, right? 
I don't know that it would go to the school. I think it goes to the whole athletic department. Uh, average is about seven mil a year um, per team. So that's, uh, you know, it, it said like double what they had before. BYU's waited eight years for potential Power 5 inclusion should there be a shift. Why not wait five more? Because we think in 2024 or thereabouts, that's when some of the new contracts could happen, or that's when they're up. They could always re-up early, right, and invite people early. Um, typically, that's what happens. If BYU gets a Power 5 invite, it'll be three or four times that amount. It won't be seven. It'll be 25, 30 million a year. Power 5 for the win. Perhaps not initially, but yeah. And if it's football only, that would be fine. I'm not sure that the same motives for why BYU went independent are still the same reasons or um, the same reasons to the same degree in 2019 or in 2024. Does it matter what channel you play on in, in 2019? I'm not sure. It's awesome to be with ESPN, though. If you're going to be with somebody, be with the best one for sure. And you let ESPN take the wheel with, with scheduling. And, and hopefully BYU can do with ESPN what they did with Nike, which is we want to stay with you. And Nike came to BYU and said, we want to make sure you feel valued. And ESPN has done nothing to hurt the relationship, only has been fantastic in this. So I'm hoping that BYU can do what they did with Nike, which is get more out of it and continue to have a great relationship. I'm not in the mood to move on to a group of five after seeing this. A billion sounds big, but when it's broken down by school, $7 million a year is not a lot. And, and BYU's I think BYU's getting right there. close to that, yeah. we think. Yes. The number's not public. Um, but it's, it's barely below that or equal or above. Plus, BYU's got the Nike deal. They had that type of money that the other American teams are getting, plus access and exposure, which they like in independence with ESPN, maybe. But that's and, a- and you fully flex BYU TV, obviously. Yes. We're in that, that's, of that's a big part of it. Yeah. BYU needs to fully flex in how many days? Countdown to the youths. 162. 162 days away before BYU has an opportunity to flex on their home field against the Utes and end the losing streak. On to basketball and Jimmer Fredette, his CBA season has ended as of Tuesday. The Sharks lost their playoff series to the Beijing Ducks, two games to none. Jimmer did average 36 points a game, shot just under 50%, 47.6 from the field, and 41.9% from the three-point line. This tweet in from at Sports, who follows Jimmer's career overseas very closely, says, Jimmer for that season is now over in China. I believe there is a strong possibility he ends up on an NBA roster very soon, meaning he helps a team make a playoff push. That takes us to what's the chance, Jerem? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. What's the chance that J Money Sports is on to something and Jimmer Fredette is on an NBA roster before the end of this regular season? I think it's low. I'm going to say something like, I don't know, four or five percent. It's not impossible. But uh, I haven't and don't expect it. He's been completely out of the NBA for almost three seasons now. If it hasn't happened before this, I'm thinking it's probably not going to happen, but it's not impossible. He's thriving in China and and having a tremendous career. So I don't don't feel like he needs to get to the NBA, right? I'm I'm not here to diminish the situation, but the reality is he's a tremendous overseas player. He's been awesome. A team hasn't wanted him the last almost three seasons. So I think it's pretty low. And I don't think that it matters whether he gets to the NBA or not. I think he had those moments. He made $10 bucks there. He's making millions in China. I think he's a happy camper. 
What would the role be for Jimmer Fredette if he were added to an NBA roster for a playoff run? It's very unique. He's a guy that needs the ball in his hands and a guy that what can... What playoff team's going to say, please, here, take the ball? Give you some three-point shots. Maybe if uh, your point guard gets into some foul trouble, you need some offense. You, you would need an injury and your G League team not to have the guy or a 10-day... Like, I, 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 yeah, it'd be great if he did. Like, it'd be fun to see that, like, one last ride, you know? But I don't see it happening. I'd say, like, I don't know, let's go with my favorite number again. In the spirit of an 11 seed for BYU football, 11% chance. I think it's somewhere right around there that Jimmer Fredette is on an NBA roster before the end of this season. I think his stock is decently high because we know he can score the basketball. It's not high in the NBA, though. I feel like he's good enough to be on the bench of an NBA team, but... Does he want to come sit on the bench? He wants to play. Well, the season's over, so he'd, he'd seek any bench he could sit on, right? Perhaps. Yeah. I think he is good enough. But what team is going to give him an opportunity where he can be successful, sure. which means he has the ball in his hands? I think the ship has sailed, and he's not bugged about it. I think he's happy and making money and scoring 30-plus a game in China like He's living his best life in the best situation he can. He's not an NBA player, but he's made the best he can with that situation. He's Jimmer. Like, I love these videos going around online of Amazing. him against Gonzaga. Amazing. It's like, yes, that was fun. There's nothing that diminishes that experience. I'm trying to think of an NBA team that would be a proper fit for Jimmer Fredette that's trying to make an NBA playoff push that could utilize a guy like him, and I'm having a hard time coming up with the right fit. Perhaps somebody out there has a strong opinion on that, send it in hashtag BYUSN. You should also answer our question of the day. ESPN gives BYU football an 11 seed in their CFB 64 team bracket. Is that seed too high, too low, or just right? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Stephen Facer answers on Instagram. Seems about right, but BYU beat Wisconsin once. They can do it again. Where's the game being played? Is it neutral court like the NCAA tournament? Because Wisconsin is the sixth seed matched up with the Cougars in that bracket. Yeah, so, yeah, where's it? It's like in Kansas City or something. Yeah. Coming up, Greg Rebell's in studio. He's calling the women's basketball game Saturday. How do the Cougars stack up against Auburn? Plus, his opinion on what is next for BYU men's basketball. This is BYU Sports Nation. There he is. What's the chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The BYU women's basketball team is dancing with Auburn in the round of 64 in the NCAA Tournament Saturday. Listen to it right here on BYU Radio and the app on Saturday, 3.30 Eastern Time. Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You can listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the podcast. Watch it wherever and however you want, at BYUSN.com. Our question of the day, ESPN's Football Power Index gives BYU an 11 seed in their CFB 64-team bracket. Is that 11 seed too high, too low, or just right? Tell us why. At Eli Manet answers on Facebook. Part of me wants this to feel just right. However, the logical side of me recognizes that this is too high. With position uncertainties at running back and the shifts that have occurred, too many unknowns. And this always brings up the question, is it a high seed or a low seed? Because is a number one seed a high seed? Or I say yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. That's how I... All right. Yeah. 
Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now in Studio B is the voice of the Cougars. Perhaps he can shed some light on whether we call it a high seed or a low seed and how that all works. Great. High seed. What, what high, seed. high seed. One's a high and 16's a low. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we go. Numerically, yeah. no, but yeah. it's weird, right? Yeah. Good morning, guys. Good Hi. morning, hey. my friends. Yes. Big week for you. Tournament yeah. week as yes. you are calling BYU women's basketball against Auburn in Stanford, California. That 7-10 matchup on Saturday. Uh, what's your prep been like this week as you get ready for this first round game? It's been like any other kind of game prep. Just get into it. Drill it down. It's been fun. Show, show people your boards here. You got, you got your boards. I got some people boards. haven't seen these. So yeah, you know. This is what you use to call the game. Our radio. Uh, we, because you're on the radio, will you describe this? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, these are what I call my spotting boards. And so one for each team. Uh, starters, backups, stats, names, numbers, all the good stuff we need to put together to have a good broadcast. Yeah, yeah. it's your prep uh, in on paper. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is which is awesome. Uh, and everyone has their own spotting board, which is kind of fun. But their own style. Mine were initially vibes. based off yours, yeah. which were based off Paul James. And then right? you've gone and you've modified, and we all I've do our totally own thing. totally changed it and just <laughs> ignored yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> this no, is the uh, second game you're going to call with the, the fabulous Kristen Kozlowski. Yeah. Called the West Coast Conference Tournament Final. That went well. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're 1-0 together. Yeah, you are 1-0. So, yeah. Keep it going. Let's, let's keep that thing let's, going. Let's yeah. go ahead and keep it rolling <laughs> yeah, for win. sure. In your study, as you prepared for this game, how do you think BYU matches up with Auburn, who likes to play a matchup zone, and they are a high-pressure team? Yeah, it was really an interesting matchup because uh, if you look at the starting five composition, uh, both teams have a starting guard trio that averages double figures. Uh, both teams have a, a glue girl, if you will, at the four, uh, lower scoring but does everything. And then uh, both teams have a difference maker in the post. Now, Auburn's unique Thompson uh, is a double-double machine, whereas Sarah unique Hampson's... Thompson? Yeah, yeah her name That's... is very uh, original. That's for, uh, <laughs> so... Uh, and then, uh, of course, BYU Sarah Hampson is a shot-blocking machine, so each has their own specialty in the post. So they look a lot in terms of composition from starting five, but then you look at stylistically, and yeah, uh, Auburn is all about press and crash. Press and crash. They're going to follow their, their misses, and they're going to press you every time they possibly can. They will press you off of makes, uh, loose ball fouls, dead ball rebounds, free throw misses or makes. The only time they get back is on missed field goals. Every other time they will press you. One, two, two, full court. I'll settle into a two, three or a three, two. And that is how they win games is by making you chuck the ball around. It's an amazing thing. They have forced 20 or more turnovers in all but nine games this year. That's crazy. Here's a weird thing. So at the, at the, at the SEC tournament, uh, they forced Alabama into 26 turnovers and won. They forced Texas A&M into 26 turnovers and lost. They lost on forcing 26 turnovers because they're not a great shooting team. They've been under uh, under 30% from the arc in their last four, under 40% from the field, and I think four of their last five. Not great shooters, but they compensate by following their misses and make you just chuck the ball around. And, and the thing about them is you can beat the original wave of pressure and they'll even turn you over in the, in, in the half court because you're still frazzled. You're still, your heart's still beating. You got past it. You're still making weird decisions. So, yeah, and, and so even when you get past it, it seems like teams still aren't quite right when they get into the half court. BYU's just got to be right. Be composed. Be cool. I know that BYU feels they've got the guard line to handle this kind of game, but it's a, a really unique uh, contrast in styles. And the turnover number just kind of baffles me because they average 21-plus turnovers forced per game. A third of their offense, a full third of their offense in terms of scoring comes off of turnovers. And on the weekend, they scored 45% of their points off of turnovers. So if you can just be cool, 
Just be cool. Just be cool. You'll be okay. You, you'll probably win that game. <laughs> just chill, BYU, yeah, yeah. okay? Just chill. The Splash Sisters, yeah. uh, Paisley Johnson, Shaley Gonzalez, Brenna Chase. We'll talk to Brenna later coming up. They, they can change a game. They combined for 64 points in the WCC title game. They can handle the ball. Sarah Hampson's in the middle. I think BYU is a tough matchup for a lot of teams in this tournament. And, and, and BYU's guard trio is a higher scoring group than Auburn's guard trio. And I think there's more potential for Cougars to go off like we saw Brenna go off maybe in Las Vegas. She, she tied her career high with 25 points, seven threes. Now, that said, uh, Auburn has had days where they can they, they've had two games with 13 plus threes themselves. And, and they're a comeback team. They were down 20 in the fourth quarter, I believe, to Vandy and came back and won. So, again, with the way they play defense, the way they can speed you up, and the fact they can still bomb it around, um, it, you, they're never out of it. So, yeah, fascinating. Do me a favor. Take a selfie with Steve Young at the game in Stanford and uh, send it to us at BYU Sports Well, Nation. once I found out that he said he was going to be there, I shot him a little text, says, I'll be there too. And he said, I'll stop by and say hi. So we'll see if that actually <laughs> comes right. to fruition or not. All right, okay. man. Very yeah. nice. Nice it's, work, by the way, getting him on to make that commitment Yeah, yesterday. that was fun, right? Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. We'll yeah, see Steve's if this weekend works. Because Steve's a busy guy. I know. Steve may think he's going to be there. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, wow, I got 11 other things that day. But I hope he shows yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be Steve Young. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the men's basketball team for a moment. So there was a possibility of them making the NIT. We're a couple days removed from that. BYU's not in a postseason tournament. What's kind of the next step for this group, in your opinion? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a reset, right? Uh, and maybe this is, you know, I don't want to say it's good. It's never good to miss a postseason. It just isn't. I mean, Dave, Dave Rose, I thought they were really important streaks. They both come to an end. He comes a win shy of 20, and they don't make the NCAA NIT. And by the way, I think it's okay to have that as your standard, by the way. I think it's okay to say we're an NCAA NIT program. And other Amen. than that, let's just, sure. let's just you know, we'll, 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 we'll go for next season. Uh, it's just sad that those streaks came to an end. I thought, I thought they were meaningful. And, and to have it end, I thought, was, uh, was not great. Um, but, yeah, and maybe this is, again, maybe a, a bit of a, I don't know, um, Gosh, all the cliches come to mind, you know, kicking the butt, slapping the face, wake up call, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just kind of reset things a little bit. And, and, you know, when Dave first came in as head coach, that team, his first team was picked ninth, right, in, in the Mountain West Conference. And they finished tied for second that year, made the NIT. And there was a real edge, chip, whatever you want to call it, for that team and that program at that time. And it really took a while until that went away, until they really felt like, you know, we're back and doing what we want to do. Maybe this gets them into that same mode again. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll bring some new guys in. At least four new guys are coming in next year. I say new. Uh, at least one's a holdover. Colby Lafeson played here before he's scheduled to come back, of course. Uh, and some other new – maybe there will just be a new vibe, new feel, and, and maybe a new mentality out of this whole thing. Uh, I just feel bad that it came to an end the way it did. Yeah, but sometimes you kind of, you know, you get what you earn, and, and they earned this result this year, and then you go from there. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk BYU football in week three of practice, and specifically Jaron Hall, who is flexing yeah. his dual sport muscles with a clutch hit last night to bring in the game-winning run for the Cougars, and he was at practice a few hours earlier for, for the right. football team. And he told he told Mike uh, Littlewood that is that he thought he would only have to miss, I think, maybe one game. One one baseball game during, during during all of this entire spring wow. thing. So he was really trying to hit. I mean, it's good that you know BYU baseball is home the entire month of March, basically. Um, but uh, he was really going to try and do it do it all. And so far, so good. And, and whether you just saw the one clip of him hitting last night, or you've been out to watch him at BP or see him play otherwise, what a natural! 
I mean, what a natural it's athlete. Not the natural, but he's in at. The fact that you can be a high-level quarterback, which he is, and looks so good on the diamond. Now, he's just yeah, – that, that's, that's something. I mean, everything looks just so smooth with him uh, when it comes to baseball, and we already know what he can do with football a little bit. I imagine Saturday might be the one he has to miss because it's the open practice. Maybe, he, got, maybe he goes to the baseball game. But they've game got a home there. game with Portland yeah. at uh, 1 o'clock. We'll see. Yeah, we'll I don't see. know if it's that yeah. one, but yeah. BYU football is an 11 seed in ESPN's FPI bracket. Against six seed Wisconsin, how do you like round two, Greg? So we presume this is a regional <laughs> thing, right? So they'd be so their seed line would be in the mid forties, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think 40, that's fair. I think forty four. Right if if you were to go yeah. straight across, you were to forty four. Yeah. So you're somewhere in the mid forties on a seed line. I think it's about right. You know, for BYU, Going into they're not a top twenty five team. They're hopefully improving from where they've been. I think uh, the, the, the last FPI or uh, or S and P plus had them in the fifties. So yeah, forty four. Take that and run with it. And uh, if it's if it's in if it's at Wisconsin, we're winning that game, right? <laughs> yes. Well, I was that. thinking it'd be, done that. I was thinking it'd be neutral sex, right? <laughs> if it's neutral, then yeah, yeah. no, it'd be good. yeah, I, I think that's about right. If you're it's in Denver, these, these imaginary little makeups, that's I like it. Yeah, that's what the off season is for us, yes. guys. These imaginary <laughs> little yeah. makeups. <laughs> yeah, I hear 44 in that lineup, and I think okay, probably eight regular season wins, which would be a step up from from this year. Uh, what would qualify as improvement? for BYU football coming off a 7-6 and six season with the bowl game win uh, in Idaho? Well, I always, I always set double-digit wins as, what you, as the, the ideal. So I guess I'll just stay with that. Not that it wouldn't be improvement if you don't get to 10, but that's always kind of the, the, the benchmark to me is if you had an exceptional season by getting the double-digit wins, and I guess I'll kind of keep that as my goal. Yeah. That would certainly be in- exceptional. That would be yeah. awesome. And it would be an improvement. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, have fun. Uh, Saturday, 3.30 Eastern, we'll listen to you on BYU Radio. you got Brenna Chase coming up soon? Yeah. Yes. She's marrying a quasi-Canadian, we understand? Yes, yes she yes, is. Yes. From Lethbridge. <laughs> Yeah, Southern Alberta. Alberta. Yep. Yeah. God's country. <laughs> hey, enjoy the trip to Stanford, California. Not, Not Palo, Palo Alto. Alto. Near Palo Alto. It's Stanford. a dumb place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Greg. You got it, guys. Coming up, she's one of the Splash Sisters. Brenda Chase tells us how the Cougars take down Auburn in the NCAA tournament. But first, the moment has arrived. We give you a bracket of all BYU things. What or who is the bracket buster? Is it the parking police? This is BYU Sports Nation. No, it's Cosmo. We'll see. <laughs> Number eight, BYU men's volleyball hosts the BYU Invitational starting Thursday night against EIVA leading Princeton at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. The bracket of BYU things in just a moment, but not before we recap today's headlines. BYU football in week three of spring practice. The foosball. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, he's looking for running back depth. And that brings to mind one Kavika Fanua. Kavika, who's, you know, coming off of a pretty nasty injury a year ago. But I was really impressed with him yesterday. He ran very aggressively in some of our first live work. And you never really know how somebody's going to look again when, when the bullets start flying and it's live. But he actually looked better. Fantastic news for Kavika and that running back's room. Cougars hold an open practice on Saturday at BYU's West Campus Field, formerly Provo High School. BYU baseball won its eighth straight game against Utah Valley last night, beat the Fighting Hugh Jackmans of Utah Valley 14-13 in 10 innings. Jaron Hall had the game-winning hit, driving in Brock Hale for the go-ahead run. How cool is that? Hale and Brian Call, that's Nate's nephew, by the way, mm. combined for nine RBIs. Cougars host Portland Thursday through Saturday. We'll have Saturday's game on BYU TV. Every time I hear RBIs, I think, should it be R's B-I runs batted in? Because technically, some people bring that up. I don't know. I'm okay with RBIs. You cool with that? 
Yeah, I just said it, so yeah. <laughs> said it twice. Freshman Davide Gardini was named the MPSF Offensive Player of the Week for BYU Men's Volleyball. In two matches, Gardini totaled 37 kills, 16 digs, 7 blocks. He did it all. Sophomore Felipe Gibrito Fajera yep. was named Defensive Player of the Week in his two matches, totaling 16 blocks, including a career-high 13 against the Waves of Pepperdine. And in men's tennis, Jeffrey Sue is the WCC Singles Player of the Week for the second straight week. He won both of his matches last week and is part of BYU's 14-2 record this season. How about men's tennis, Jerome? Into the top 25. Very nice. Congratulations to Brad Pierce and his team. All right. The long-awaited BYU tournament that no. we are calling no, 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 no. the Tournament, the tournament of, of BYU, BYU Things. things. Yes is now officially starting. Welcome to the selection show for the tournament of BYU things. Actually, it was revealed about an hour and a half ago accidentally (laughs) on social media. That's not true. (laughs) But if it was, we would fire that student. (laughs) See ya. Yes, we know BYU men's basketball is not in a tournament. BYU women's basketball very much into March Madness. But there are not any rules associated with BYU Sports Nation saying that we can't have our own tournament. So we made up our own bracket, Mm -hmm. made up of some amazing BYU-specific things. Starting tomorrow, we will reveal and play out the matchups with things that relate to Provo, Utah, and Brigham Young University. Now, the beauty of this is you, the audience at home, gets to vote as to who moves on in the bracket. Who or what? Ah, yes. BYU Sports Nation's Twitter account is how you stay involved with those advancements in the bracket. Enough. Let's see it. Revealing the matchups. Jerem, here is the bracket, and we will start in the upper left corner. We have Cosmo, the dancing mascot. Taking on the BYU parking police. Oh, that is a one over a 16 right there. <laughs> Look out. Okay, the Wilk versus Mission Trips. Okay, the Ernest L. Wilkinson Center. Yeah, you going Center. with the Wilkinson Center or are you going with Mission Trips? In the third matchup, Beard Cards versus Well-Groomed Mustaches. Mm, that one's pretty easy, too. Stretch Y versus Hiking the Y. Huh? I like it. I like it. Now, you, you think that some of these are, are going to be super easy picks, right? I, I don't know. Some people like, like, for example, as you look at the no, left I'm side of the bracket. I'm pretty sure Cosmo's going to beat the parking okay, I'm not, police. I'm not saying that. I'm saying beard cards and well-groomed mustaches. Like, that one might get a little bit weird. Okay? I feel like that's kind of like the, the five twelve matchup. True, but the 12 ain't winning that one. <laughs> Who does it? Who that has a beard card is like, I don't like it. On to the right side of the bracket. Upper right is Royal Blue taking on the testing center. That's like a half versus a 17. <laughs> Does that make sense? Who's like, I love the testing center. It's I the can't best. wait. I can't wait to see the percentages of these Twitter votes. Outstanding. Stone Cold Sober versus Football Independence. Now that is an 8-9. What are, you ta- what are you taking there, Jaron? Who do you like in that matchup? I will tell you on the day we vote. <laughs> Caffeinated soda versus the RB stairs. That one's, that one's also easy. Now, if people are like, no, 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 I avoid sugar. I don't want caffeine in my and system. I love going upstairs. I love exercise, so I'm going to go with the RB stairs. Well, exercise is different than the RB stairs, okay? And then Cougar Tails versus Moral Victories. Moral victory. So I I would say the number one overall seed in this whole thing is Cosmo. Cosmo is the most beloved 
non-athlete thing about BYU, I think. He's the biggest thing going for BYU right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's viral. So, Every time he dances, he goes viral on social media. Yeah, he's he's leg- when Dwayne Wade is bringing you up on Instagram, you're legit. Okay, who's your upset special of the 16 BYU things? My upset special. Yeah, like a sleeper. <laughs> I'm going with Stone Cold Sober. I think Stone Cold Sober could be a sleeper in this tournament. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I Oh man. I don't know. I think there's a lot of strong like the stretch Y versus hiking the Y. That's interesting, right? Yeah. Well, I like the view from the Y. I don't like actually like the hike. Like the hike <laughs> sucks, but the view is awesome, right? I in fact, uh, one time we shot a commercial up there and I got a four-wheeler ride all the way up there. Sounds great, right? You don't have to hike. It was the worst. Just the bumping the whole way. It was terrible. Not a comfortable no. ride. Not not terrain comfortable I for I wasn't, a four-wheeler. I was on like the back of it. So that tells you where I fit in the uh, the pecking order of the people going up there on that shoot. This is your BYU <laughs> bracket of things. No, 16. the tournament of BYU things. That's I'm, the so- name I'm of the sorry. Thing. It okay. has a name. Well, there's the NCAA tournament and there's March Madness, right? So can I have another one? Can it be two things? There's it a shall tur- be. There is the tournament of BYU the things. The tournament of BYU things. And the bracket of BYU things. Both are applicable, I think. In fact, I'm making it so. <laughs> so we're going to start voting tomorrow. So yes, we'll, we are. We'll, Cannot we'll start wait. The voting. We need you to weigh in. This is going to be fun. All right. Good stuff with the tournament of BYU things. Yes. It's not a BYUSN thing. This is about Brigham Young, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Coming up, Hoopster Brenna Chase on the nickname Splash Sisters. And is she excited to face an Auburn defense that is high pressure and a matchup zone? Might be good for shooters. She joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, dude. Taylor Swift said it. Shooter's going to shoot. Shoot, 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 shoot. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The 15th-ranked BYU gymnastics team hosts the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Championship. This is a big deal. It's Friday night, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. It's good to be nationally relevant. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live simulcast. We are welcoming in a standout star from BYU women's basketball on a team that I think should be nationally ranked as well, though they're three they're spots out. A couple spots out. Just out. But more importantly, they got a seven seed. Brenna Chase, the junior veteran guard, is here with us, leading a very young team. Brenna, welcome Champion. back to Studio B. Thanks, guys. What's up? Here. <laughs> uh, how's the last couple of days been? Because it's been eight days since you won the West Coast Conference Championship, and uh, you guys have had some time off. You're getting ready for the tournament. This has been a, a fun, exciting time, I imagine. Yeah, it's been really fun, but um, I think we're all kind of just itching to get back out on the court. It's been quite a long time, but we're excited. We're preparing for Auburn, and it's going to be fun. We asked your coach this yesterday. What's the best and worst part about a long layoff? Um, I think the best part is that you have a lot of time to prepare for your opponent. And the worst part is you just, like, practice gets old every day going against the same people. And so I think we're excited to finally play somebody different. Uh, What was Monday like? Because you're waiting for 5 o'clock local time to see where you go. And then at, like, 2 o'clock or 1.30 or something, it comes out on social media. Mm -hmm. So so what was that like emotionally? It wasn't, like, the moment, right, that you're used to. So I didn't know until, like, right before they aired it. 
because I texted Ashley Garfield and I was like, Ashley, this says they're airing it early. We're supposed to have our watch party at like five. She's like, no, no, ESPN says five still. ESPN says five. And then all of a sudden we get this text, hustle over. <laughs> and so, Leave and then, your class or whatever yes. you're doing and get to the building. So it's kind of chaotic, but um, my mom texted me who we were playing and where and stuff because my parents keep up on all that stuff. And it's exciting. I mean, I really am the type of person that just wants to know. I don't like to wait around. I get the itch and I just want to know. Um, so it was really exciting. I mean, it wasn't what we expected, but it's still, you know, we're going to the dance, so. What were you expecting? A six? I was expecting um, to go to the annex at five and then see oh, the oh, bracket. Oh, sorry. Time, time. <laughs> yes. were, yeah, yeah. were you expecting that kind of seed? Um, I was hoping for a six or a seven, yeah, and I was great, happy with a seven. I know Juddie said he was expecting a six, but I'm happy with a seven. <laughs> Brenna Chase with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about the 7-10 matchup with Auburn. Now that you have had a few days to review what they're about, what have you learned about the Tigers and what kind of a team are they? Um, they're very aggressive. They're pressuring us. They want to press most of the game, and then they kind of fall back into a matchup zone. And so we've kind of just worked on this weekend practice preparing for that pressure and trying to you know, not be panicked by it and limit turnovers because that's where they score a lot of their Do points. they compare to any team that you have played against this season? I feel like they compare a little bit to TCU, kind of just a more athletic, fast, quick team. So I think that because we played them and – you know, we handled their pressure that we have a good chance against Auburn as well. Shooters love zones. So yeah. are, are you <laughs> licking your chops with this one? I'm excited, yeah. But, um, you know, we have so many people on our team that can shoot. I don't know if they will zone us the whole time. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. Let's talk about that, uh, that trio you are part of with Shaylee Gonzalez and Paley Johnson, the Splash Sisters. <laughs> How did that nickname come about? Um, one day I was scrolling through Twitter and I see Shaylee posts, uh, there was a quote that Shaylee said that said, we call us the Splash Sisters. I don't know if she made that up or who did, but <laughs> I love it. So Pulling <laughs> off the Golden State Warriors Splash Brothers, yes, right? Yeah, yes. that's awesome. You see that first three-pointer go down in the championship game of the West Coast Conference Tournament against Gonzaga. And I turned to the few people I was sitting next to and I said, now, typically when Brennan makes her first shot, it's, it's a really good day. At what point did you think, wow, the basket looks really big, and I don't think I'm going to ever miss a shot again? <laughs> um, I think just after I hit a couple of contested ones, it's more like a heat check, and I was like, those one, and I was like, okay, it's going to be a good day. I'm shooting ball today. Seven so. three-pointers <laughs> against Gonzaga. That, I, I mean, in the fir- after that, are you like, yeah, this is one of those days? Did you know immediately? Kind of, yeah. When I, I hit one off the screen with one of the Worth girls who's six-something, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, under, the underwhelming thing. Okay, yeah, it's going to be like that. Um, we, we had uh, Jeff Judkins in yesterday, and you're playing at Stanford, and should you win, you could match up with Stanford at Stanford, right? Mm-hmm. So Bay Area, lots of BYU fans in the house, and, and we kind of feel like we lined up Steve Young going to the game. What's that like for the team? I mean, it's really exciting to have somebody of his caliber at our games. Um, we really respect him and are so excited to have him there so it's awesome yeah if you have a pro football hall of famer in the house yeah. super bowl champion <laughs> but but you're a broncos fan so you would yeah. prefer that maybe john elway also be there right? i mean yeah as many as we can get right <laughs> <laughs> you went through a tough three-game losing streak mid-season in conference you were nationally ranked and then it kind of seemed like for a moment the wheels fell off, but then all of a sudden you're back, you win at Gonzaga, and you don't lose another game through the rest of the regular season. What changed in your mind to end that losing streak and get back on track? 
Um, I think that, honestly, it was a learning experience for us that we probably needed a little bit. Um, what changed is that we knew we were a better team, and we didn't want to have a mediocre season. And so I think as a team, we kind of came together and decided, no, we're not going to lose another game. We're going to do this the right way. And so we did. This is a young group. You're one of the veterans uh, as a junior. How, how are you and some of the other leaders talking with this group about, okay, this is a big deal. Let's not get overwhelmed by kind of the pressure of the NCAA tournament. Um, I think we just have to look at it like it's just another game. Because I think if we look at it any other way, we could feel that pressure and feel a little more panicked. Um, we're just excited to play another day, and we get to play the game that we love. And so I think that's how we have to look at it, as an opportunity rather than a you have to win. As a so. shooter, walk me through the process of walking into the gym initially and gauging, <laughs> okay, depth perception, lighting, all that stuff. Walk me through that process for you. Um, for me, I just kind of go in and I have a routine that I do before every game. I go in about an hour and a half early and I shoot for 20 minutes before we start our actual warm-up. And so I think it's just trying to get a feel for the basket and the balls that we use because they're always different. And so once I kind of get that feel, I know whether or not it's going in. <laughs> That's true. The NCAA tournament ball may be different than what the West Coast Conference uses potentially. It might be the same ball. Hopefully that's Could the case. Yeah. Acclimate. Acclimate. You know, if you need to shoot for 30 minutes before, yeah. uh, whatever. Just do what you need to do, Brent, okay? The we'll se- do. The 7 three-pointers was, uh, was, was a nice uh, revelation in the West Coast Conference tournament. It was fun. I was happy about it. Absolutely. <laughs> Brenna Chase with us from BYU Women's Basketball. Uh, you talked about the mentality that shifted for you when things turned around in the season. And then there comes the Caitlin Aldridge implementation into the starting lineup and you go with the smaller lineup what has she meant to the team coming over from softball after winning four conference titles and then essentially walking onto the team and earning her way into the starting five um i think that caitlin is just an example of what every athlete needs to be she's so hardworking. she does everything that Duddy asks she knows the game plan all the time and she she's a great teammate and so having caitlin come in has been such a blessing and we're so happy to have her um, as far as her starting and us going smaller, there's a lot of smaller teams in our conference. So we needed, kind of needed her to spread out the offense more so that they didn't sit in the paint so much because Kate can shoot as well. So she's been great. But is it hard to deal with her just swinging those five rings around, <laughs> you know, just getting in the way? Is that just... No, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> I, I admire her. I just want to be like her. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. She's stuff. not wearing them around. Yeah. This has been a big year for you, uh, both on and off the floor. You're now engaged. Congratulations. Yeah. Married, so yes. congratulations Thank on you. that. You know, shoot your shot on the court and off the court. Congratulations to Max, right? Yeah. yeah. Very Max cool. is the best. So. All right. Let's uh, give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Please do. Before you head out to California. <laughs> And, Enjoy uh, hanging out with Steve Young. Tell him hi for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Send our best to Mr. Young. Well, there. <laughs> Thanks, Brenna. Thanks, guys. Okay, coming up in the next segment, Jaron Hall, quarterbacks of the Cougs, then wins a baseball game. And Saturday's BYU-Auburn NCAA tournament game may turn into more of a dance-off than you may have been thinking. Details in the rise and shout-outs. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Greg Rubel, Brenna Chase. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Good time for Dennis Pitta. Let's whip it. Isn't it Pitta? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Dennis Pitta Malak. Fullback Johnny Kujay Tapuso announces via Twitter he is transferring. He played in 16 games from 2016 to 17 and was injured during the 2018 season. Baseball. 
What a night for the Batcats. Won their eighth straight game against Utah Valley as the Cougars held on to beat the Wolverines in Orem 14-13 in extra innings. Jaron Hall, of all people, had the game-winning hit in extras, driving in Brock Hale for the go-ahead run. Hale and Brian Call combined for nine runs batted in. The Cougars back in West Coast Conference play when they host Portland Thursday through Saturday. Volleyball. Freshman Davide Gardini, Il Padrino, is the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Offensive Player of the Week after 37 kills, 16 digs, and 7 blocks and 2 wins over UCLA and Pepperdine last week. And sophomore Felipe Gibrito Fejeda is the Defensive Player of the Week after 16 blocks, 13 of which came against Pepperdine. Tennis. Jeffrey Sue named West Coast Conference Singles Player of the Week for BYU Men's Tennis. This is the second straight week he has received such an honor. Sue won both of his matches last week and is a huge part of BYU's 14-2 record this season. They're a top 25 team. There are a lot of singles of the week on campus. Indeed. Today's and doubles. rise and shout-outs. For me, start with Auburn women's basketball, Jerem, who take on BYU in the 7-10 matchup in Stanford, California on Saturday for tweeting out their own three-person dance video as they prepare to face BYU it was BYU's trio, of course, led by Paisley Johnson that put out their own swaggy dance video earlier this week. Auburn has responded in kind, and they mm. can move. Yeah, nicely done. I liked, I liked his dance-off. This is fun. <laughs> this is great. Mine goes to Jaron Hall. He finished football practice. He re- arrived at the baseball game at Utah Valley in the third inning, then pinch hit for the game-winning knock in the 10th to bring home Brock Hale and win the game. Incredible. So it's been one thing that Jaron has been at practice, and then he's like on the bench and may come in and pinch run or something. It's another to get in the game and have the game-winning hit. Jaron Hall is a really good baseball player. He's also uh, probably the backup quarterback in his one play away. This guy is one of the best athletes we've seen in a long time. Maybe the best BYU athlete since Taysom Hill? Question mark? Hey. Dual sport athlete for sure in every sense of the term. Our question of the day featuring BYU football, speaking of Jaron Hall, they are slotted as an 11 seed in ESPN's CFB 64 team bracket, number 44 overall on that seeding list. Is that too high, too low, or just right? You tell us why. Let's go to our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. That Aaron Paul answers on Facebook. Ah, the time of year when people have to manufacture ridiculous topics to talk about. This literally is nothing. Pure nonsense. That's ridiculous, Aaron. What do you think the Tournament of BYU Things is? (laughs) How dare you infringe on our off-season content? (laughs) Men's basketball is over. It's uh, 160 million days until 62 until football. Oh. This is what we do, yeah, man. And manufacture more, we shall. The conversa- There's a factory here of manufactured mm-hmm. topics. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Kalen Hall and KJ Hall. It's a Hall family day. They What's have a-, a Hall pass. Oh, oh that was... That was so bad. Get out of here. You know what? I'm out of here. Get out of here. Go Cougs. That was terrible. That was terrible.